thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I've got a studio audience here who's, we're thrilled to be together and hear the Word. Thank God for the Word. We've been teaching on the mind and I tell you what, we just keep going. We just keep going and uh, on teaching this direction because there's so much to be said and so much to enjoy of our victory and of our authority regarding the mental arena. Uh, Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. He said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. That's part of our inheritance in Christ. It belongs to us. And so we have to become skillful with staying in the flow of a sound mind. Amen. The Amplified in describing a sound mind says it's a, it's a calm mind. It's well-balanced. Look at this. It's disciplined and it is self-controlled. Amen. Amen. The enemy uh, has made the mind his battleground Mm -hmm. because he knows that if he can get us thinking wrong, he can hinder our faith. He's after our faith. I said he's after our faith because the way you think is the way you're going to believe. That's right. And the way you believe is the way you're going to speak. And the way you speak is the way you're going to receive. And so that's why the enemy tries to get us at the point of our thought life. Because he wants to injure our faith. He wants to make it inoperative through wrong thinking. So we have to to discipline our our thought life. We have to pay attention to our thought life. And uh, I want us to go today to Romans chapter 4 and verse 7, 17 rather. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. And we're going to read through several verses here. This is talking about Abraham. Mm-hmm. And um, I want us, we'll end up focusing especially on a few words that we'll camp on, but I want to read the surrounding passages. Romans 4 verse 17. God is speaking. He says, as it is written... I have made thee, speaking to Abraham, a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now look at this phrase. Mm -hmm. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. The Amplified says something to the effect that they speak of the non-existent as if it already exists. Calling those things which be not as though they were. So God called Abraham a father before he had any children. That was God calling those things which be not as though they were. Now, 
they be not in the natural realm. Right. <laughs> but victory is already determined in the spirit realm. Yes. Amen. Just because it hasn't shown up in the natural doesn't mean it's not already yours in the spirit realm that God's already offered. Faith calls those things which be not as though they were. And that is the definition of faith because faith is always dealing with the unseen. And the the enemy would say to us, well, see, uh, your faith isn't working because you don't see your answer. Devil, my faith is for when I have, I I don't see it. Uh Uh My faith is for when it is unseen. That's a sign my faith is working. (laughs) Amen. Because faith is dealing with the unseen. It calls those things which be not as though they were. Now, you know it is, you know that God's already made something yours. So you're calling it yours when you don't see it. Let me put it to you this way. Over the years, I'm a, I'm a, I like animals. I like dogs. I like cats. I like it all. And (laughs) we've had at different times, we've had multiple dogs, you know, multiple cats. Um, One of the dogs that we, that we had, we had Coco for years. I would say, Coco, come here. I don't see him. That's why I'm calling him. Yes. But I know I have him. That's yes. right. That's right. See, faith is not, faith is not, it makes good Bible sense because you're calling for what you know you have, right. even though you That's don't good. see it. That's good. Amen. Yeah. That's right. So I would say, Coco, come here. And over time, depending on how far away he was from me, yes. would determine how long it took for him to come. Why did I, why did I call him? Because I knew I had him. Why do I call healing? Because I know I have it. Why do I call prosperity? Because I know I have it. I'm not calling random things. I'm calling what I know I have. Amen. Amen. That's why I call my mind sound because I know I have it. That's why I call my mind peaceful. I know I have peace. You know you have it, therefore you call it when it doesn't seem like it's operating. Same way I called my dog. (laughs) Same way. I couldn't see him. That's why I would call him. Amen. Faith is for what you don't see that you know you have. You have to know you have it. Faith is for what you don't see that you know you already have. That's what God did. He called Abraham the father before he even saw it before Abraham even had a child. So that is the definition of faith. Faith calleth those things which be not as though they were. Isn't that something? You need, you need to be aware that that is how faith acts. That is an act of faith. If that being a definition of faith, we could put that definition in for when we see the word faith without faith. It's impossible to please God. So let's put the definition in. Without calling those things which be not as though they were, it's impossible to please God. And we could say this. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Let's put in the definition. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our calling those things which be not as though it were. Amen. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Let's put in the definition. The just shall live by calling those things which be not as though they were. Amen. 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 We are to walk by faith. That's what the word says. Walk by faith. We walk by calling those things which be not as though they were. That's not just something we do in a crisis. That's our lifestyle. That's our lifestyle. This is what makes us like God. 
That's what God does. He called those things which be not as though they were. Now look at verse 18, Romans 4, verse 18. Speaking about Abraham who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Look at this. According to that which was spoken. You have to know what's spoken so that you know what to call. That's right. Amen. It has to be spoken. That's right. You have to know what did God say to you. When you know what God said to you, then your calling works. Yes, it's good. That's good. Yes. Amen. Amen. You don't just randomly believe yeah. according to that which was spoken. Yes. You have to know what he's saying to you about your situation. Yes. Amen. Yes. About what your need is. Yes. About what you're facing. What has he spoken? You have to believe according to what was spoken, not according to what was imagined. Yes. Amen. Amen. Not according to what was calculated, yes. but what was spoken. What, what he has spoken makes all the difference mm-hmm. when you believe it Amen. and when you hold to it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Verse 18, let me read it again. Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Look at this. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith. Mm-hmm. He considered not his own body. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Someone who is not weak in faith, they've learned what to consider and what not to consider. How did he become strong in faith? He learned what not to consider. Amen. That means he didn't take it into his calculations. To consider something is you're calculating it in. To not consider it is you're not calculating it in. So he considered not his own body. He did not consider, he didn't calculate his own body's ability to produce a child. God already said he's going to have one. So he did not calculate in his body. He considered not his own body, now dead, meaning it was unable. So don't calculate in what doesn't work when God's already given you something that does work. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. What's that mean, neither yet? Neither did he consider. Neither did he calculate in Sarah's condition. That's right. right. He didn't consider his own condition and he didn't consider her condition. What's this mean? Strong faith doesn't care what your condition is. And strong faith doesn't care what somebody else's condition is. Because we know this, anytime you go to believe God, the enemy will try to parade in front of you the failures of people who did not receive. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A people who had maybe the same condition that you had, the same problem that you had, and it didn't come out as they wanted. He'll try to parade that in front of you. But strong faith doesn't look to somebody else to decide whether or not it'll believe because it knows what God said. It's believing according to what was spoken and not according to what happened with somebody else. You cannot base your faith on someone else's experience. Very good. Amen. So he did not consider his own body and he didn't consider her own body. And uh, you have to know this, that to protect your faith, you cannot let yourself 
consider certain things to protect your faith. Sometimes you may see somebody who maybe something went in a negative direction for somebody, maybe a Christian that died prematurely of a certain condition, or maybe their marriage ended in divorce, or their children went a wrong way, or they lost their business, or they lost their home. Don't touch it in your thought life. That's right. Don't touch what happened with someone else's outcome in your thought life, because if you do, you'll weaken your faith. Why? Because you don't know you don't know what went on between them and God. You don't know what went on between the Holy Ghost and their in their, the insides of that person. You don't know. And the devil would love to use the unknown and the unanswered to weaken your faith with. So you just don't even touch that. That's not my business. That's between them and God. And that's what strong faith does. And that's what sound, a sound mind does is it does not try to answer someone else's question. Amen. That's between them and God. That's not between me and God. That's between them and God. And so you don't touch in to why somebody else had the outcome they did when you're endeavoring to stand in faith for your, for your answer. Amen. This is what Abraham did. He considered not. He didn't even, he didn't even consider his own wife and he lived with her. <laughs> Amen. He did not consider what's this mean. It matters what your attention is on. That's what he's talking about. He was not weak in faith because he would not have let his attention go to the wrong thing. This is a sound mind and this is strong faith. To protect that sound mind, Don't let it just go anywhere and think about anything and how something turned out negative for someone else. You can't do it and keep your mind sound. A sound mind that stays out of somebody else's business. Amen, because you don't have to answer for that. I said, you don't have to answer for that. So a sound mind just knows this is where I'm, this is is my lane. I'm staying in my lane. I'm not trying to answer what, what can only be answered by someone else's life. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. I love the words he considered not. Yes. That means he disciplined his thought life. He disciplined what he let himself touch on in his thoughts. And this is so, so important to a sound mind. It's so, so important to having strong faith because when your attention goes and stays on the wrong things, it'll weaken your faith. You will not come back from that place with stronger faith. Right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Where your attention goes, your faith goes. Mm -hmm. So get your attention off the wrong thing. Amen. Amen. Abraham protected the strength of his faith by keeping it off of what should not be considered. Yes. You know, one of the things that I've tried to over the years teach our congregation is do not limit yourself to your income. Do not create a budget and decide that that's all you can have for that year. Because on your calculator, there is no anointing button. On your calculator, there is no blessing button. On your calculator is no faith button. On your calculator is no increase button. Amen. 
And to just live by what you can calculate, you have to leave out the blessing. You have to leave out the anointing. You have to leave out all these other flows, divine forces that are working for you. You are not limited to what you can calculate. It's fine if you want to calculate, but it's not to limit your faith, not to decide what you can have. It's so you can know how much you're going to have to use your faith. Amen. Listen to this, Abraham considered not. These words consider not are blessed words. It dismisses you from having to answer the unanswerable. It's not your job to answer somebody else's problem. It's not your job to figure it out. It dismisses you. I don't consider that. I don't, well, you know, Abraham, how are you going to have a child? I don't consider that. That's what he said. How's your body going to produce a child? I don't consider that. Sarah, how's your body going to produce a child? I don't consider that. Considering not dismisses you mm-hmm. from touching what you can't fix, oh, that's wow. what you can't work, mm-hmm. yeah. what you can't do. I can't fix that. That's not my, that's not my job to answer that. Right. I don't even consider it. Right. Amen. Amen. He worried not. Could we put it that way? Yes. To consider not is to yes. worry not. Amen. These words, consider not, they are an unfailing refuge. Because when the enemy tries to come with all the thoughts, the bombardments, the suggestion, he's trying to get you to answer what you don't know. And you are authorized to say, I don't have to consider that. That's your problem. Not mine. Not my thought. Not my thought. I don't consider that. Amen. Amen. That, that is an unfailing refuge from the place where fiery darts come. Yeah. Yeah. Fiery darts strike to hold you in that mental yes. arena to try to get you to figure out your answer, yeah. try to get you to figure out your help, try to get you to figure out how God's going to do it. You don't have to consider it because that's not your part. Your part is to believe. His part, God's part is to work it. Amen. Amen. Our part is to believe it and to keep our minds out of what only God can do. Amen. Don't even consider it. The words consider not will put you to where you live in a heavenly atmosphere. Worry free. Worry free. See, that's the flow of peace. That's the flow of walking in the spirit. That's the flow of casting down imaginations, bringing every thought into captivity. Listen, there was a day when I was able to uh, demonstrate this firsthand was the day my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly. In, in October of 2013, there were so many things unanswered. There were so many things that needed to be resolved, solved, and addressed. Yes. And I didn't know the answers to them. And I was so glad I didn't have to consider it. I didn't have to go there. Yeah, right. And I told my children, don't even go there. Mm-hmm. Don't even think about what are we going to do? How's God going to do it? What's going to happen? I said, don't even go there. Yes. What was I saying? I was entering into the flow that Abraham was in. Yes. Consider not. Yes. It's the flow of strong faith. Yes. Yes. Consider not. And it kept us from being pulled out of that yes. heavenly atmosphere, yes. even in the face of tragedy. Yes. We did not have to leave the flow of peace, the flow of joy, the flow that heaven made ours. Amen. Amen. Now, if we consider the wrong thing, it'll rob us of faith. It'll rob us of peace. It'll rob us of joy. But considering not what you ought not consider will will cause you to live in a heavenly atmosphere. Amen. Amen. And in that atmosphere, that heavenly atmosphere, uh, sickness can't, can't stay there. It can't thrive there. Amen. Lack cannot stay in that heavenly atmosphere. 
Amen. Because in heaven's flow, everything gets answered. Amen. 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 Consider not, not up to you to answer it. Do not give to physical symptoms a passing thought. Refuse to take them into your calculations. If we consider our own body, paying attention to the symptoms, that's why they persist. Yes. They're getting fed through our thought life. As long as we consider them, they will persist. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't do what's in your heart to do. The Spirit of God may direct you, take this medication, stay on it for a while. Listen, taking medication does, does not displease God. It's faith that pleases God, not the withholding of medicine. Faith, because you can withhold medicine and not be in faith and still not be pleasing to God because it's faith that pleases God. But you can take medication, add your faith, use your faith, grow and develop your faith the whole time and God will be pleased and there will be results. He'll speed up healing. I said, he will speed up healing. Yes. Amen. Amen. So if there's something in your heart that you need to address with your body, do that. But yes. otherwise, keep your mind off of the symptoms. Yes. Keep, yes. Keep, keep your mind off the thing that troubles you and put it on the thing that helps you. Yes. Well, what helps you? Yeah. The Word. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have to make the test stop. That's good news. You don't have to make that test stop, but you do have to speak the words that stop the test. Jeremiah chapter one and verse 12 says, God is speaking. He said, for I hasten, I hasten to my word to perform it. If we will speak the word, we've given him something to perform. Just speak the word. Give him something to perform. He performs his word. He doesn't perform what we consider. He performs his word. That's why I don't consider the wrong thing. Now, if you consider the right thing and consider the word, then then he can perform that. But if we're considering the wrong thing, he can't perform that. So he hastens to his word to perform. He doesn't just hasten to our problems. He hastens to his word to perform it. We aren't the one who performs the words. We speak the words and he performs them. Listen, the Holy Spirit is a performer. And the more we, the more we speak the words, the more we give him something to perform. If we don't speak, if we fail to speak the words, then we're not giving him something to perform. Some, one day we can speak the word the next, and he'll perform it. He'll be working the whole time, working. The next day we don't speak it, then we've given him nothing to perform that day. So we keep speaking the word day after day after day. So it's our job to speak the word that gives the Holy Spirit something to perform, but it's not our job to perform it. It's our job to rest on the word, knowing that that word is being performed. Amen. That word is doing the work. That word is doing the work. That word is doing the work. Faith is this, the diligent effort to rest in the knowing God's working on it. Faith is the diligent effort to rest in God. Faith is the diligent effort to rest in God. 
Faith is the diligent effort to rest in God, meaning I refuse to be swayed out of rest. I refuse to be swayed into considering what I ought not consider. Amen. We rest knowing he's working on it. Now, resting doesn't mean that you're completely inactive. You're releasing your faith. Mm-hmm. You're, re, you're speaking the words and yes. you're resting that those words are doing the work for you. Amen. Amen. Think about this, John, the disciple John. Remember, Jesus was getting ready. The night he was arrested, he was at such peace that John reclined back on his breast and just rested on him. He took that place of rest. But think, Jesus exuded such peace, such rest when he's facing the hour he was born for. It's amazing. The other 11 could have, but John chose to. In the face of our test, we can choose what, how are we going to respond? What are we going to consider? We can choose to consider not the things that are against the word, the things that tell us it's not happening. Don't even consider that. And we can lie back on Jesus considering him. Amen. Well, if we're not going to consider the problem, what are we going to consider? Well, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, looking unto Jesus. What's that mean? Consider him. Consider what he's provided for you. Consider what he's made yours. That's what you give your attention to. As you consider him, then he is able to work. If we consider the wrong thing, the wrong thing works. Whatever gets our attention is going to get the movement. If the word gets our attention, then we're giving movement to that word. Amen. But if the wrong thing gets our attention, then the wrong thing gets movement. That's why I say faith is a diligent effort. You've got to put forth effort to stay out of the wrong flow, to stay out of the mental arena that's trying to figure it out, calculate it out, reason it out but we stay in the faith flow. Amen. Amen. Well, I I tell you what, we so appreciate this time that we get to share the teaching of the word with you because we're here today because Kenneth Copeland ministry sowed this time to us. And we so value that we honor that time. We honor the time that we get to come and be part of your life through teaching the word. It means so much to us. And so I would ask you, if you're not already a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, pray about becoming a partner because your your giving goes to help things like this, programs like this and other programs on the Victory Channel to keep coming to your home. Uh, We will never know the lives that have been rescued because of the word they've heard on the Victory Channel. That Brother Copeland and that ministry, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, is committed to bringing the word of faith. Amen. Amen. The word of faith message into the lives of people that rescues their life. Amen. Amen. So pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. To do that, uh, you can go to kcm.org and sign up on their website to be a partner. There's just prompts that you can follow and be a part of that. We've also been teaching out of this book, Answer It. We invite you to get your copy of it because it'll be a blessing to your life. You can go to defrainministries.org and let us know you want your copy. And until next time that we're able to be with you again, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
to watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. God offers you His thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. God's Word will reach into your everyday life, transforming it. It will lift you from the commonplace into the supernatural. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.